This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. It's all The Walking Dead. It's Daryl Dixon. It's The Walking Dead. It's one season of Fear the Watching Dead. Uh, it's perhaps Dead City. We'll see. Um, we might Aaron. get around a Dead City if we have nothing better to do. All uh-huh. The Walking Dead. <laughs> all The Walking Dead we care to cover. Season 1, Episode 4 of Daryl Dixon. LaDame Defer. Do you know what this title means? The Iron Lady. Yeah. Reference to, of course, Isabella. No, uh, it's talking about the Eiffel, the Eiffel Tower, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I actually learned a lot about the Eiffel Tower today. I started reading about it, and it's fascinating. Did you know the fucking Eiffel had a penthouse apartment at the top level of that thing? Who's living there? No, it's a museum now, but during his lifetime, he maintained it. He entertained guys Mr. like Thomas Edison up there. Himself. It's, it was the tallest building in the world for 40 fucking years in the middle of Paris. And this bastard's got a, I mean, granted, it, it is his tower, but well. what a pit move. And I guess all his life, like wealthy Parisians would be like, I will give you a small fortune. I will give you like the price of a micronation if you will let us stay there for like a weekend or something. And he's like, no, nah. yeah, no, why wouldn't he? I mean, he could just go out for a long night of drinking. With yeah, all that cash. I bet he's already, I bet he's already pretty rich or maybe he's like one of the super yeah. science types that just didn't care. What does this have to do about the walking dead? It's, it's, it's the Eiffel tower. It's, it's a fascinating place. Uh, what do you think of the episode? I, I find it weird there are two iron ladies in this episode they show like oh, this, yeah? one of the smaller replicas of the statue of liberty right sure I, so I, I was a little confused on whether or not that was the iron lady or whether the iron lady was the eiffel tower but i think of her more of a copper context. lady i think jenny is is who they're really is, is the other major fulfillment of the uh title prophecy who is jenny She's the commander of the soldiers, or it's Ginette. Oh, Jenna. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Jenna. Jenna. Yeah, yeah, Jenny. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah, she should be an uh, Iron Lady as well. Uh, I. What did I think of the episode? I thought it was, you know, it has the usual Walking Dead things in it, uh, which I'll point out when we get to them. But other than that, fine. No problems. No notes. Just keep doing yeah, you, Walking I mean, Dead. <laughs> that's the thing it's like I, it's not a good episode but i i was entertained and i i won't even say there's more than the usual amount of walking dead like there's just bizarre edits <laughs> like the, like the first five minutes i was confused i'm like did i fucking miss mm-hmm. an episode was i on vacation we forgot to record something like what yeah. is, is our oh my god laurent has god powers i don't know about this and then 
then I was even more confused for uh-huh. like, but but there's 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 a couple times like uh, the the things carried on in that fashion, that Walking Dead fashion. But I think um, what really wins me over in the series is the sense of scale. Like I just I'm very impressed. There's that one scene I didn't really like outside the Pantheon, but otherwise they're doing pretty good work of making actual Paris locations look like apocalypse. Like I don't know how they did some of those River Seine scenes where they're just kind of cruising down and there's like no one. I mean, I did they shut down a stretch of the river? Did they clear the walks? Did they just painstakingly digitally remove all that stuff? And with the kind of the gray skies and it, I I, I, I find it very affecting in a way that The Walking Dead normally is not when they're just working on the half acre in Georgia mm-hmm. or the abandoned parking lot in a suburb of Georgia de jour. Uh, and it, it is, there's it, something kind of isolating and lonely about it. I don't know how they got permission to to trash Monsieur Eiffel's yard like that, like throw a bunch <laughs> of sandbags in it. I mean, just right outside his apartment. That's rough. Yeah, yeah. They he he really needs to to get the kids off of his off of his lawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's they that's yeah. I mean that that wasn't literally the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I know. Uh, but. Of course, <laughs> of course, they could never shut down the Eiffel Tower's yard. Yeah, I too don't, many the, people the, the make. I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't, but not the Walking Dead couldn't. No, <laughs> the Walking Dead absolutely could. Definitely not. not. Uh. Okay. You want to shut like... down the Eiffel Tower? Just try to re- just raise the retirement age of France a few years. <laughs> there, Boom. There done. You go, yeah. The 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 sanitation engineers and the firemen mm-hmm. will take care of it. Uh, sounds like we both, you know, generally we're okay with this episode. Uh, it, it did feel a little bit like a little throat clearing, you know, like it's uh it's a whole episode of where's Laurent. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they did a particularly good job of setting what those stakes were or why Laurent, you know, like, uh, in fact, until Daryl just kind of like talked about it, I was, I was still kind of scratching my head. Um, but that, that's the thing I keep on, I keep on expecting to really get annoyed by this kid. And I just find myself, nah, he's all right. He's pretty cool. He's fine. He's in it just enough to not be annoying. I feel maybe I grew up with all like, this was like a main architect, a type of the kid that I grew up with. You know, not that he thinks he's a savior or anything, but just kind of like weird homeschool kids, you know? Oh, okay, yeah. Haven't really Familiar. socialized with their own kid, their own kid kind too much. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, adults way too attentive to 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 them and kind of hovering over them. But he's got that, and I, I don't know. I just, uh, I, maybe that's why I don't find it off-putting, but. <laughs> Could be. All right, uh, well, let's start talking about the episode proper. Yes. We're on easy street. You're listening to The Watching Dead. We'll be right back. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're breaking out the good champagne. Feral Daryl's still kicking. Here's more of The Watching Dead. We start, like you said, sort of confusingly with Daryl and some tunnels. Because if you remember last time, he was literally falling through a ceiling, uh, a rooftop at the time that credits uh, rolled. Now he's in some tunnels. He sees Laurent being surrounded by walkers, but he can't get to him. It's okay, though. Laurent's able to pray the dead away. And then he smiles. Daryl walks the other way. And then suddenly Daryl comes to his senses and he's underwater. Uh, He's fighting off walkers. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty apparent. He fell through a rooftop into a basement. I don't know how I got in the basement with all the water. <laughs> Dude, I was about to say, I would love to know the nature of the building that he is in because mm-hmm. he fell through the roof. This thing's filled with like 10 at least feet of water, like two yeah. people stacked on top of each other worth of water. Presumably it's above ground. Like he looked at the hole and it's not like. No, it's not, it's not hundreds of feet above him. It's like a story. Do you think it's like a pool? Like it, yeah, like, this is the, a fancy the, luxury hotel that had an indoor pool on the top, the top floor. level. It's got to be pulls, right because it, otherwise yeah, it's he, insane. Because he, he gets out onto the edge of it. Um, but I uh, the other question I have is why is there still water in this pool? Like that, uh-huh. uh, it, you know, evaporated. looks like it's been maintained. Um, Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a zombie guy that's adding, ble- you know, adding uh, chlorine tablets to it every couple weeks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, what would you call those? What What did you think when you're first watching this? And Laurent did the, you know, the Obi Wan to Darth Vader with the zombies and surrounded him, and then, and then, the, like, were you? I thought like, this was a talking future scene. Into it or, I mean. So we've seen this happen for other reasons in this show, right? Not this show, but The Walking Dead in general. Uh, We've seen characters be invisible to zombies before. And so I was thinking... Perfect example. Yeah, Michonne. I mean, everything happening, Guts, like all that stuff. There are ways to become invisible to walkers. Uh, Glenn under the dumpster. So... I thought maybe something like that had happened, you know, maybe like, because I thought this might have been in the future. This might be a year later because uh, it's such a non sequitur between falling through the ceiling and what's happening here. True. I'm like, maybe he got injected with some, you know, experiment that Janae has been doing. I didn't know what to think because it's a crazy okay. scene. You're right. I didn't, I wasn't even getting that far out, but because I, I was going the same things like, well, okay, um, how, what, where are we going? How are we going to talk about this on the podcast? Is this stupid? And I started thinking, well, you know, the whole Michonne thing, you know, she was, she wasn't covered in guts. She was just standing next to walkers who weren't attacking her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe in like a dark, if, 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 a, if, a, if a regular human is just like calm and doesn't freak out and start screaming and acting like a living person, they would just do. I am kind of glad that they, <laughs> I'm kind of glad they revealed it as a fantasy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you watched it do this unironically in the last episode. And this is them, this is them uh, boiling the frog. 
one degree oh, at a time. Oh, for sure. I, I think we're going to see something wild happen here. Speaking of other cinematic sins here, I'm pretty sure they told the story of Daryl Dixon getting bit on his ankle by a fucking zombie. But I don't think they realized they told yeah. that story, right? They they have told this story. This is a tale as old as time in The Walking Dead. And every time it results in a bite except for now. Or is it? Is there going to be a thing where he's <laughs> no, actually bitten no, no. and it's going to be... Because it's been like a day, right? He, like, we had a full day-night way cycle. too fast. Yeah, I mean, they've got more seasons of this show to do. There's no Why chance. did they do that? I've never seen it. it's The Walking Dead. I, but they've they never care. done where like someone is bit on the ankle and and either that's resolved within the episode, if not right away. Now, like Darryl they've always made it clear that Daryl wears he wears boots to like up to his calf, and he's always got mm-hmm. that weird wraparound lace system and all that shit. But like, and it's like, yeah, I've been, yeah, you should wear you should wear boots and and you should wear heavy heavy Carhartt rugged outdoor wear when you're fighting zombies and stuff. But it's just like it's just kind of weird that they didn't like show the boot with like a bite mark on it or something to show to like ah he almost got bit but it's Daryl so I'm with you because yeah. like I said I've never seen those sequence of shots not end up with someone bit and I was the whole episode I'm like okay they teased the faith thing is like they're gonna be a laying on a hands like Laurent's gonna pray over his ankle sure. like what he's gonna latch on with his his Buzz. lips and suck the poison out this this whole pre, um cold like open is bite. just this whole cold open is just a bizarre series of bizarre choices I agree and it gets weirder too because uh, then Daryl's walking through Paris and he's seeing like people inside their apartments just kind of living normal lives a person playing a cello a couple sharing afternoon tea or some shit coffee probably it's Paris uh, it, I think these are fantasies I, I'm really hard pressed to tell if these are real or not Dude, I, you, I didn't even uh, consider their fantasies. But oh, I think okay. You might, you, you might have something there. I was actually trying to think if they are trying to show that Janae, while clearly a totalitarian, and I would even call the, you know the way she's talking about degenerate art, mm-hmm. <laughs> like fucking mm-hmm. Monet is degenerate liberal art, like uh, communist, post-Marxist. Were they trying to say that, like, Janae, despite all that, is, like, kind of an effective leader, and that's why she enjoys popular support, that her streets... Because, like, zombies are one thing. We've always said that, like, it's the humans being assholes that's a real problem to zombie apocalypse. Like, you could have a pretty full life Mm -hmm. if you just had to, like, wall up and keep dumbass zombies out. And these people seem like they're kind... Like, no one's worried about getting sniped in through a window. No one's worried about a warlord coming and hearing them and taking all their shit. Like... Are they the trains are running about, on time, Jim? Is what I'm saying. If you're, uh, if you're the are right they worried about climbers and swimmers and boilers and hungry ones like swarming? Because it like, doesn't seem like it. At the same time, look. Let's say she's protecting them. Okay, yeah, she's protecting all these people. Paris is a great place to live. There's culture. There's wine. There's whiskey. There's Monet. And then on the side, she's doing experiments to create super walkers that are going to inevitably get out and become a problem for everybody. Mm-hmm. They already have. Mm-hmm. They're they're in the wild. They're just roaming the streets of Paris, boiling away. That's a weird combination. 
Yeah, but I mean, like I said, I think that uh, the zombies are one thing. It's the people that are another. Now, that's the other thing is that maybe they're setting her up for a fall, that she's going to invent herself a super zombie that's going to not respect her oh, rules. Yeah. Oh, she guarantee there's no chance that Daryl gets to kill her because one of her own experiments is going to kill her. Guarantee. Yeah. I also wondered along these lines if like her relationship with Quinn is not as much of like you know is is her kind of like trying to push all the degeneracy to one spot. Mm. Yeah, you know? could be. Like you take Keep all the you take all the cabaret types, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and we'll leave Paris for the fine, upstanding citizens. Um, I don't know. I, I like I said the the social commentary in Bal- or on uh, the Walking Dead is all over. All over the map, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So let's go over to Sad Max interrogating people from Falu's community about Daryl. They clue him in on the boy and his destiny. Janae has apparently heard of this boy and doesn't like the false hope that it gives people. Sad Max says, "I'll find both of them." This is this commentary where she's talking about, you know, uh all of you weak submissive credulous and they're painting around like you know this uh I, I feel like they're trying to make a point here this commune is noticeably a lot more diverse in terms of you know people's religions and races and creeds than what we've seen from the uh the soldiers Gene- mm-hmm. uh, Gene's, uh troops and i think they're like trying to you know, like, 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 really make a clear distinction between like the artists and the, you know, uh, the free spirits and uh, the repressed, repressed classes with Janae's overclass or whatever. But like, yeah, it's it, it is a, uh, it's a very rebels versus imperial kind of thing. What what did, did she you, do with this baby, does dude? She, does she keep it? Does she kill it? Does she give it back? I, I really thought I was going to watch this woman snap a baby's neck mm-hmm. or like punch it in a soft spot or something. You know, mm-hmm. the way she was uh, handling this wailing child was menacing. Uh, but I also remembered that like, it doesn't is now her deal. She abducts children and inducts them into her. She abducts and inducts. Oh, really? First you abduct and then you induct the child. Because um, uh, when Quadrone was talking about Sad Max, was talking about how he got, he was talking about being a very small child when that dude held him down and tattooed his face. Gotcha. So like, okay. <laughs> in the in the, in the penultimate episode next week, we want to see this baby with a Mike Tyson tattoo. <laughs> Hell yeah! Let's do it. It's ink, the next best up. thing to a zombie baby. Ink him up, man. Yeah. Zombie babies, tat babies. Let's do it. Uh, and then Daryl runs into the guy with the pigeon radio. He tells Daryl that they're looking for Laurent. Daryl asks where he can find Rue Man. Well, he says Rue Manuel. Uh, who the fuck is that? It's a street. Rue means street, so it's the Manuel Street. Where is he? Oh, he's trying to get to Isabel's apartment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Birdman's going to lead the way, but Sad Max's guys roll up. They find Birdman's birds, and he gets shot trying to protect them. Daryl kills Sad Max's guys, and then with his dying wish, Birdman wishes that Daryl would set his birds free, so he does. I mean, what am I supposed to feel about this pigeon guy? 
He's. I don't give a shit about him. I never did. He sold his. He sold his life for four pigeons, and that's about as 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 much as I can say about him. He he seemed all right. I like. Yeah. He was doing the most he could with that role. I guess. Yeah. Uh, this guy was kind it's of a, endearing. It's a good thing he found the commune to pl- pl- fit into because I just don't. I don't see this guy making it on his own. Yeah. Although I don't know. You get a bento box of pigeons and and once once every other day, and you're probably good. I did think that Daryl, why not just grab the bike and take it with you, you know? Uh-huh. Right? It's harder to hide with the bike. I guess so. Or but why you not would just be kill these guys? That's the other thing is, like, if Daryl had just done his thing, he could have killed these guys and, uh, you know, before the old man gets shot to death. But man. maybe he doesn't think the old man's going to go get himself shot over four pigeons. I certainly yes. wouldn't. Yeah, he underestimated his attachment to these pigeons. I also thought, man, those soldiers that that soldiers got eagle eyes when it comes to like food. They're 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 yep. moving thirty miles an hour down the street, just littered with shit. It's a post apocalyptic. <laughs> fr- it's just littered with shit. He smelled them, and he picked out that pigeon box from, like I said, an elevated platform going down the street thirty miles an hour. Yeah, it's just just uh, he must have Terminator vision, just all the time looking for. He meat, smelled them. Meat, 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 meat. He meat, smelled yeah. those pigeons. Pigeons Heard stink. I don't know if you've ever been around pigeons. Oh, God, they smell. Well, I was hoping the old man bicycling them around would have aired them out. You know, they would have <laughs> blown that pigeon stink off of them. But I guess, uh-huh. I guess not. Well, the pigeons in the apocalypse don't shower as much as they should. It's hard to find a running water. It's a nice but little it's- scene. I like, uh, you know, because no sooner did man shot the pigeon guy then daryl's knife trench knife just comes woof, 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 out, out of frame and right in the middle of the guy's skull i thought it was pretty shocking and then daryl's gotten really handed that mace too yeah yeah that morning star thing he's pretty he's pretty flashy with it uh towards the end of this episode <laughs> yeah we'll talk about that one for sure <laughs> um Let's see. Daryl then goes to Isabel's old apartment. She is there, but she never found Laurent. Daryl thinks he knows where Laurent is going, so they head out. And this was pretty obvious. I mean, with his obsession with the Eiffel Tower over the course of the last few episodes, it's been pretty obvious where he's headed. Honestly, my first instinct was that he was going to run back to Quinn's to try to reestablish contact with his dad. Um... Yeah, but that's another possibility as, for sure. As soon as I saw him kind of like, I'm like, oh, of course. He just talked about how magical it would be. He's got uh, this picture he found of his, his mom there. The personal yeah. connection with his mom. Like, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Totally. And I think, th- so this is where The Walking Dead has done a good job setting up stuff like this. And I'm going to point that out so that later I can point out where they've done a terrible job setting things up. But credit where credit is due, they had set this up. Um. And and they don't, yeah, they don't seem to to really string you along on this stuff as much as like The Walking Dead could do. Yeah, they don't. They, I, because like I said, I mean, I, I haven't seen this show. Maybe it pumped the brakes a little bit here, just to kind of so it can hit all of its hour long episode marks. But like it 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 didn't it doesn't have like half a season's worth of fat like we're used to seeing in The Walking Dead, where it's just like oh shit, we gotta. I don't know. It's it's interesting. If they renew this for like a thirteen or sixteen or whatever episode <laughs> season. How how lean and mean Daryl Dixon can can stay, but 
Yeah, they're doing. I, I, I was wondering what you thought about the body language here. There was a little physical intimacy. There's a hug where it seemed like she was really clinging on to Daryl for dear life. And he still doesn't know what to do with it or is just no sale or what? What? How, how do you read this situation here? Uh, that's a good question. I, like I've said in the past, I think he doesn't want to get attached here. It's just trying to get home, but also he, I feel like he's come off of that a little bit more each episode, you know, um, stepping out of the, the horse drawn carriage to go talk to Lara when they're on the road and he's pissed and like giving Isabel advice. And now you know, I, I think he is getting attached despite not wanting to. And, and we'll see more of that later at, at the end of this episode where he's like, what the hell, you're not going with us? It's a mm. stupid idea. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of trying to parse how much of it's the Daryl Dixon aloofness slash asexuality and how much of it was just like, I'm trying to get back home. How much am I trying to do? lay roots down here? Yeah, because I, I felt like we dealt with so much of that Daryl Dixon being Daryl Dixon stuff in The Walking Dead. I don't mm-hmm. really want to try and rehash, like, I don't know, Daryl opening up to anybody other than himself. Mm. I just want this to be a, hey, I'm headed home. I don't want to get attached. Well, the other thing I can't help but note is Sylvie wants to stay in Paris, and the whole convent's dead. Mm-hmm. Do you think I, I feel like they're setting up Isabel to be like a main character um, with all the development that they've given her? Uh, and maybe, and maybe at least in Daryl Dixon going forward, because we know it's been renewed. And if not, the Walking Dead broader universe. Or she's going to get a lot more development next episode and killed. <laughs> uh, Sylvie definitely has got that to worry about because boy yeah. we found we got we, I mean, we, she, she got a, some long speaking roles in, and Emil Emil's gone like they want me to invest in Emil I'm like first kiss and he's dead next episode forget it I'm not bar I'm I, not bothering was his name not Bastian no <laughs> apparently not he changed it I mean, Faro, uh, does Ferrano not know his dudes because he was absolutely introduced last episode at Bastion, and I, I thought yeah. maybe it was a fuck up or like that's his like nickname or pet name or something. But mm-hmm. I don't know, weird. dude. I'm not investing in any of these characters until yeah next season. Especially ones you got to survive a whole season. Holes. Uh-huh. Especially ones with bullet holes, no speaking lines and bullet holes. Whatever, mm-hmm. Bastion. <laughs> Uh, let's go over to Quinn. He's clearly bothered by Isabel's appearance, and it tells him to get over it because she's not coming back. Well, does she know? Uh, one of Quinn's lackeys tells him that Daryl got away, and Sad Max is looking for Laurent too. It's, I, it's interesting what they're doing is Anna because I don't know why I would give two shits. Um, like, but they're investing her in all this like oh you know she's like she's trapped she's tormented I'm like but who I barely know Quinn yeah. uh but but I'm, yeah they're they're really really given given that's this character some some backstory huh yeah I mean clearly the tension here is gonna be Isabel returning to the scene and Anna feeling like she's being rejected or whatever or sidelined and she's going to interfere and like yeah no you, you can see be... where this goes but like sure 
yeah i i mean i guess i guess it's as good as any other story they're telling i don't i don't have a big problem with it um i did like her line about um women need a damn good reason to come back or to stay mm-hmm. you know and, and just... <laughs> quinn i don't even know if he hears her like he just <laughs> yeah. does not care for what like isabel shows up and he's just completely obsessed with getting her back in his life Mm-hmm. yeah and, and i think they're like full-time living together right that's the that's the vibe i get i get that this i feel like this is a pretty intimate relationship at least from anna's side and like halfway from quinn's side i feel like she's the talent and he's the manager and the, he pro- they, they probably fuck on but it doesn't I, I, I don't know that he has uh, that's the other question is does Quinn have feelings for anyone right I don't think he does um, you know if like, anyone maybe he collects is, no. things I thought it was interesting the way he says that I collect things and you know and apparently one of the things he collects is women and relationships uh, sure that's what that's what I'm getting and he it just it's the the thrill of it you know you got to be deranged to get the sister of your girlfriend pregnant. That's that's deranged yeah. behavior. That's yeah. that's not that's only is out it, of wildly out of pocket. It's not just morally reprehensible. It's foolish. Yeah, it's foolish. no, there's there's nothing that can be said to recommend that that course of action. <laughs> No, if you want to be morally reprehensible, there are billions of other women in the world. Like, there's Don't one argument, sister. There's there's one argument. Pussy feels uh, good, and it's not good enough. It's not, it's not, not good, good enough. It's not Honestly. a good argument. Honestly, <laughs> indeed. Uh, all right, let's go to Laurent. Wandering the streets of Paris, Daryl and Isabel are going where they think he's going. Uh, Laurent gets to the Eiffel Tower and finds the worst group of tourists ever. They surround him. They're the hungry ones. Uh, Just as Daryl and Isabel arrive, they start fighting off the hungry ones. But while they're distracted, some other guys roll up in a Hyundai. I don't know. They kidnap (laughs) Laurent. It's this scene is madness, man. I don't understand. I don't understand. And it all comes back to this fucking horse or this mule, whatever it was that Laurent loves so much. Six How? walkers a mile down the road, oh. and Daryl's like, "We got to release the horse. We have no chance against these walkers." And here he is. A swing of a morning star takes out two walkers. A single swing. Daryl fights his way out of a goddamn moat full of these things. He he single handedly takes out every tourist at the Eiffel Tower, and somehow he had to release that fucking donkey. Maybe he just hated Laurent and wanted these. His kidneys to grow up. He's too attached to this dog. It's the only explanation. Yeah. It's not natural. This mule. This kills me. Um, I hate that The Walking Dead does this stuff, man. And this car, this kidnapping was the worst because there's like three seconds there where I'm like, Laurent, you can just get out of the car, dude. Uh You just get out of the car. Daryl just took the dudes holding you and stuffing you in and the door's wide open and the guy up front is like asleep. Just step out. Uh Step out, my guy. Uh, and where did they come from? Have they been wait, laying in wait? Because there's no sound of a car driving up. I don't think this well, is an EV. So, well, I mean, it's a, you can have a stealth walker. You can have a stealth Hyundai. I'm going to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> of course. But, of I, course. <laughs> but I think you're supposed to understand that 
the reason she gave him the Eiffel Tower charm is to put this into his head. Oh. And that, that information is how Quinn knew to go there. That's like 3D chess, man. That's I mean, like... she saw the picture of his mom and then he did that. And, and it, 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 but it's I like got that clear the impression. The, the guy with the fingers. I, the, the, that's Cause otherwise I don't. Shit. Yeah, I don't know how they know, like, unless they have, like, you know, eyes everywhere where it's like, oh, some shit's going down at the Eiffel Tower. But I, how, I, how about yeah. this? She gave him that, she gave him that pendant, not knowing that he, you know, would end up there here now. But, but she told Quinn that, like, I bet you could probably find him at the Eiffel Tower because he loves the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I thought there was like even a line of dialogue where she's kind of suggesting he should be thankful to her for that kind of. I I, I thought they kind of established that. And I was like, what? And the second time through, I'm Maybe. like, oh, but it, it's like I said, there was some curious choices made and how they even Laurent last episode, like barging in on um, on, on Daryl and Isabel talking and being like, I hate you both. I'm out of here. And like that seemed like such a non sequitur, and then the soldiers were on them. It's like, man, there's just the the sequence of events mm-hmm. is is a little bizarre. Um, I I like the fact that there was indeed a place in France with a hole in the wall where the boy could see it all. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh I thought that was unfortunately a really cool all of it could see him too. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. At least, at least, yeah, the the the, the void stared back. Um, mm. Also, I this whole time with Paris weeping, I thought it was the sa- the wind working through the metal, making like a organ pipe noise. Uh huh. Is it not? No, it's the it's the metal fatiguing noise. Like this thing is like this this section of oh, the Eiffel yeah, Tower yeah. is blown open like the T one thousand after you know got a got a grenade put in him, and it's just like. As it bends, it kind of moans, and I thought that was uh-huh. what much cooler than I was in, in, envisioning it. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. Uh, I I wish the fight scene was cooler. I I don't know if it's this weapon or just the way that they're filming it, but like the Morning Star, in concept, is a very cool weapon. In use, it looks really stupid. Hmm. Daryl's like, sw- and it's kind of boring. Like Daryl's swinging this stupid thing above his head for. 10 seconds before he takes a swing with it on walkers it just kind of looks dumb and boring it's a you know what it is the chain is too short i want a much longer like say. castlevania level chain yeah yeah <laughs> you need it needs to be a longer chain and maybe even a bigger I, did they go for realism yeah i'm certain they did and kudos to that but like yeah i also want I- some cool action and this just didn't get it done he didn't think it was cool. I thought it was kind of cool him, you know, taking zombie heads out two at a time and getting the momentum. And yeah, it, it wasn't some, necessarily think, when he str- when he struck his victims. It was more the in between parts where he's twirling, he's sitting it, there and twirling, real twirling. Dumb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but but Laurent the, tries to hide under a dumpster. Doesn't work. <laughs> They won't, they won't save you. It's, that was the last look, series. Corrugated metal can be considered the floor of a dumpster at best. You need four yeah. more walls and a lid before, and and preferably on casters before you can ha- uh, hide under that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did wonder though. 
how that guy like he came in there and he knew exactly where because like I thought when the zombie got killed that oh well Isabel or Daryl got to him yeah Armand this weird asshole pulls up and just just goes right I I I I I buy that these guys came here because Anna primed them to be like oh I got this kid he's all Twitter paid it's worth worth sending the Hyundai out to check it out anyway but they so they come flying up in their Hyundai. How did they know? How did they know that Laurent was underneath here? Yeah. <laughs> they they, they had brought the pigeon guy with them. And the pigeon guy smelled him. Hmm. We're on Easy Street and it feels so sweet. We'll be right back. There is acid blood coursing through my veins. Welcome back to The Watching Dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only explanation, because, yeah, he's stuck under this thing. There's a gang of walkers all around. Daryl and Isabel have got to be honing in on him, right? They've got to be getting closer to Laurent. You would think they would be there to stop this kidnapping when it happened. Also... If I'm judging my totalitarian leaders, kind of sloppy of Janae to leave a big old cluster of zombies just kind of milling, milling underneath the Eiffel Tower. It's not not very tidy, you know? Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, what if she wants to hang out there? Yeah. Does she consider the Eiffel Tower degenerate? Probably. Degenerate art form? Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I found out. Uh, I guess when the Eiffel Tower is being proposed, there was this... Uh, uh, a, a whole heap of artists and educated types that opposed it because they thought it would be ugly and it would be a iron th- th- splinter in the bleeding heart of France. Okay. Every once, every sure. once in a while, the artists are wrong. Every once in a while. <laughs> every once in a while, they've just got their heads way up their asses. Whiffed on that one, you guys. I realized... Uh, I did a little bit of reading, but it was around the Statue of Liberty. I realized I did a lot of reading on that one too. Yeah, because I knew so. I knew that there were at least two of them. I knew that there was the big one here in America and the smaller mm-hmm. one there in France. But oh. I didn't know is there are hundreds of those around the world. It's one not just ju- the ones that we like the one we have here and the one in France. There's like three in Paris itself, and they're all and the, the I think the 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 other two in France or in Paris are also built by the same guy. He was just like. You know, making up different scales, and I guess this—the one that's in this park at the end—is like well, that was the reference for them, for them making the big one. Um, mm-hmm. That makes yeah, sense. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, you want to go over to uh, Daryl and Isabel managed to catch one of these uh, kidnappers, and Isabel gives him the opportunity to do the right things in the eyes of the Lord by telling him where LeBron is. And he reveals that he's one of Quinn's guys. Ba ba ba. Uh, yeah, yeah. We kind of all knew. Can, can I say? And I think I need to say this to Amazon. Hmm. What the fuck are you doing with your subtitles? Every time. So so I I occasionally like to watch this show and specifically this show and other shows like it uh, with subtitles on because. There's a lot of heavy accented English. And sometimes it's hard to tell what people are saying. This, the expanse, like all sorts of things. And so I'm I'm watching it 
and it's giving me the subtitles when they're speaking English, but then when they start to speak French, the show gives me the subtitle itself. It's hard-coded in there. And yet Amazon deems it necessary to put the subtitle speaking French right on fucking top of the subtitle yeah. that's embedded into the episode itself. So I literally can't read it. I have to it's pretty so great. It, this watching this episode and this show in general has been a series of me going back and forth between the captions, turning them off, turning them on, turning them off, turning them on every time they speak a different language. See, I the one thing that I like about Amazon's, well, I like it's actually the only thing I like about it is is the two things. The X-ray feature. Don't say you can move the subtitles cuz you can't on mine. Oh, you can't? I was going to nope. say yeah, you can you can change the subtitles size, position. Nope. Uh, I just, I make TV. them really small. Not on that app. I make them really small. Uh, yeah, that would be great. And I looked for that option. No, you can't. Why are you watching? I thought we were both watching this on uh, Amazon. Yeah, but it's on my Apple TV device. There's an Apple TV and there's an Apple TV device. Apple TV Plus is the service. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, I've got an Apple TV. And apparently well, you know, Amazon hates what are you gonna do? Apple users. So, uh, I don't know, man. They need to fix that because it sucks on shows like this in particular. Um, what's the deal with the whole spitting? Is that a thing they do in France where they theatrically get a whole loogie and they're like, they're like, like about to spit it in your face and then they're like, oh, you're not worth it. Put it on the ground. Is that what they do? Uh, he might have thought better of it with Daryl standing there, eyeing him, fingering his knife. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't try very hard to make it not known that he's a Quinn dude, you know, going on and on about her past and how she's a party slut and whatever else that she, he was calling her colorful French thieving party slut. Yeah. And I think at some point Isabel's going to confess that to Daryl. I confess what she's already told him. I thought so. Yeah. I'm like, Then what is she trying to tell him? Because at some point she's like trying to get his attention. Yeah, Daryl doesn't give any shit about what people's past was. And like, you know, even if he was inclined to moral judgment, which I don't think he is. Yeah. Daryl had a party four times. Mm hmm. Daryl went to clubs all the time. Well, not only that, but like fucking Negan. Like, you know, Negan's the co mayor of Alexandria now. Like, and. Daryl co-signed on all that. Like he, he's a, he he's believes a, in redemption. He sure does. Yeah, mercy overcoming his wrath. Except for this fucker, as he's going to find out in a scene very soon. Yeah. Um. So we see Laurent now with Quinn and Valerie. Uh, Anna. Laurent somehow knows that Quinn and his is his father. I can't remember if he actually overheard this or. If this is something he's used his Jesus powers to figure out, but whatever. Uh, Quinn decides he's going to make up for lost time and claims that Isabel will join them eventually. Uh, I really have to know, and this is where the subtitle shit I know the fucks answer me. that you seek. What is the favorite dish of a vampire? I, I cannot understand a damn where he says, and this is the one line that they choose not to subtitle in either place. It's unforgivable. It's unforgivable. Um, it's croque monsieur. Man which cock. is which is a so it's that's a sandwich that they make in France. It's a it's it's essentially a, a fancy grilled ham and cheese. And it's croque monsieur. Like every every cafe in Paris will serve you one of these. 
Why is this? It funny? means Croak? it literally means like Mr. Crunch. It's like a crunch, like it's like it's a, it's a crunchy sandwich, and that's kind of like if you translate in American. But what it literally means is bite, Mister. So like wow. it's a play on words wow. where it's like their favorite word, their favorite meal is the bite, uh, Monsieur. <laughs> Monsieur. Okay, I could have used a subtitle for that, and maybe an X-ray feature yeah. <laughs> would have yeah. let me know the background on that. And an understanding of the French sense of humor. I mean, Jerry Lewis is huge over there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. They love not, su- not enough subtitles in the world to understand that one. <laughs> there was a time. Uh, Quinn taking credit for the actions of his men and Laurent pointing out how it wasn't actually you who saved me. I think that's interesting. I sent a few guys. I was the one driving the Hyundai. You just didn't see. Yeah. You were belted yeah. in and scared. Yeah. I was the mm-hmm. wheel man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if they're going to go further with that point. If they're going to try and make the point that like leaders don't actually get their hands dirty and they send people off to do their dirty work for them and how, you know, that affects the people underneath them. Eh, we'll see. It's also very dad. Like it's the battle of the dads, you know? Got the Disney dad that's gonna give you all these caramel, caramel French chews, and he's got the Monets and the fancy nightclub, and then you got the the squirrel dad that just camps mm-hmm. out in the woods and eats shoelaces and possum. Uh, <laughs> who who will you give your affection to? <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll find out on next week's episode of The Walking Dead. And they do a lot of you know background work with Anna here, where she's looking. At Quinn as he's interacting. Do you know what it is? I just realized what Anna is. Anna is the jealous club owners singer from a rando procedural episode of like Knight Rider. (laughs) I mean, she's literally that. Yeah, she had no. Yeah, she's literally that because Mm -hmm. you have forty three minutes to sell this character, so you're just gonna have her seethe in the background. You're gonna have her jealous of her child. You're gonna have her, you know, have kind of streaky, smudgy makeup because she's kind of crying a lot right in the background. Uh, That and that's what it it feels. Yeah, she's just given peak eighties procedural nightclub singer, and uh, that's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah, usually those characters don't have much impact on the plot in general. Exactly, exactly. They are there. They're a maga- They are. They are a plot lever. She is going. Like you said, she's mm-hmm. going to. Like she was. In, she was supposed to do something. She didn't do it. She's going to supposed to not do something later, and she's going to do it. And it's probably going to yeah. fuck Quinn over real bad. So I don't know. I mean, maybe they're doing a little bit better than MacGyver level, but not much. It's right there. They have MacGyver A Team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you watch any '80s television, you've you've seen this a hundred times, and it's just kind of out of place in a <laughs> in in an episodic uh, prestige zombie drama. Yeah, it's just the easy thing to pull off the shelf and the cheap right. thing. It doesn't yeah, doesn't feel very satisfying. It. Yeah, paint by numbers. Uh, so. Daryl and Isabel's captive claims uh, that she's a very bad girl, and the guy won't say shit about Laurent's location, so Daryl shivs him a whole bunch while telling a story of a dying pig. The guy claims that there's a dangerous backdoor into Quinn's fortress, so they decide to take him along as guide. Gets him to talk with this story that I 100% believe is Daryl's actual real 
childhood backstory. Or just could be he knows a guy. He knows a guy named Jimmy. Or he could. I don't know. No, so, he is Jimmy. There's no chance. I don't buy. Oh yeah, I made all that shit up. No way, man. You're talking about a drunk dad. You're talking about being picked on for being small. Like, this is Daryl. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I I, I wonder if they'll ever like directly address this in the canon because you're you you. It makes a lot of sense why Isabel made the connection, but I also think it's funny for Daryl just to make up some sick shit to say to some dude that he's gonna kill. Uh, there's a lot of people on the internet claiming that this is a new low for Daryl Dixon. That like this gleeful torture and later feeding to a zombie is is not characteristic of Daryl Dixon behavior. Your comment as a Daryl Dixonologist for of, of standing for some 15 years now. Uh, hmm. It's been a while since. I've cared much about The Walking Dead. I'm trying to think of instances similar to this. And I'm having a hard time, but not for a character reason. I think maybe they just hadn't... Maybe I just can't think of it. Are there instances where he's done stuff like this? Oh, I mean, he was their, he was their dedicated torturer in, like, seasons two and three. Like, if, if they needed to, you know, torture somebody to find out way, some information... Baby. You know, it was, it, but like, I, I'm, can I, cause so I was reading this and I'm like, I was taken aback. Cause like this to me, this seems like Daryl Dixon. And I'm like, why are they trying to tell like, uh, you know, Amos from the Expanse story that like, you know, if he gets away from his crew for too long, he just kind of gets feral and wild and violent. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I think it's a clear part of Daryl's character that he has a special scorn for people who use like women and children. And, Quinn, mm, yeah. I think he's gotten the idea of Quinn's that guy, and this guy, the way he's talking about Isabel, uh, puts him in a category, and he's he's unwilling to help him. So Daryl's like, fuck him. Like, there's no way this guy survives this encounter. Like, the second Daryl starts poking, yeah. I'm actually kind of impressed the guy was on his feet as long as he was. Mm-hmm. Daryl stabbed him in the chest like, se- does, does he... Is he like literally a Terminator where he knows detailed files of the human anatomy and from uh, gutting squirrels and eating possum? He just knows where you can, you know, yeah. from, from from killing that Christmas pig. He knows exactly where you can stick mm-hmm. people for maximum pain. I'm telling you, man, the backstory is real here. He definitely knows how to shiv a fool like six times without killing him. I mean, you get That's one sad ass, right? Yeah. That's a sad ass story. <laughs> for sure it is yeah having kids get, trying to getting, do the right getting thing the pig that you're raising mm-hmm. like a pet and it's treating you like when then your drunken dad comes home and says you gotta butcher this pig for some what for some church charity thing jesus yeah, don't want jesus don't want your puppy pig man and then then him accidentally trying to kill it slow or mm-hmm. he's trying to kill it gentle but that just made Everybody it I, hears it screaming and blames <sighs> him and as a torture yeah it's Fucked up. It is fucked up. It is fucked up. Uh, I thought Norman Reedus clearly enjoyed giving that speech, too. Mm-hmm. And then the the way he said at the end, no one ever fucked with Jimmy, like, is just so <laughs> funny. Such a such a great punctuation point for that story. Yeah. No, Daryl can get hard when he wants to, and I feel like he got hard in this scene. Well, I mean, he didn't play Easy Street, so that's... true. If he was really wanting to break the guy, that's what he'd that's what he'd do. 
All right, Daryl's group gets psyched up to go into Quinn's fortress. I thought I thought by boat, but apparently the boat was not for the the raid. Um, Sybil, Sylvie, Sabine, I don't know, whatever. She kisses Sylvie. her boyfriend goodbye. Uh, she'll be dead in two episodes anyway. It doesn't matter. Uh, Isabel wants to tell Daryl something, but he says later. Uh, we get this chant, go in as one, come out as one. Go in as one group. Come out as one horrific mass of melded flesh. Yes, let's do this. Five-headed walkers. Are you calling it, Jim? Are you calling the Rat King? Yeah. Yeah, Falu is going to be the head of the Rat King. Uh, I I thought he was just... Uh, the, the, the QAnon is still going, and they're doing this where we go all... Where we go one, we go all business. Because that's what it sounded me. like, man. That's what it yeah. sounded like. Uh, but you know the line between a commune and a cult, not 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 that to, not that not that uh, wide and distinct. I mean, it's it's very French, right? Uh, the Three Musketeers—they're French, all, yes. Yeah. One, their, you know, all for one, one for all. I mean, come yep. on. That's their that's their famous community that's their and, famous and look, creed. And they have the lowest retirement in age in the land. So good for them. I feel like it works. I feel like. Sticking solidarity. together, community, solidarity. That That's all the works, French man. way. Fraternity, quality, solidarity. They're they got the um Absolutely. I, I'm not kidding I, on that. I think that's a great philosophy. Do it. Yeah. Uh three levels deep from the uh, of irony in the walking dead, I'll say yes, I I genuinely uh, appreciate that esprit uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought that Sylvia, I thought that's a pretty nice moment. Um, I do think, because like she's, you know, the way she just kind of steals a kiss and then the, her face she made like, oh, I can't believe I did that. And the fact that like, that's <laughs> right. probably the, that's probably her first kiss, right? Oh, yeah. I Definitely it is. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was super cute. It's super sweet. Um, mm-hmm. I hope Bastian or Emil, Etienne or Emil or whatever mm-hmm. he is. I, I hope, I hope he doesn't die, but he's got a bullet in him by the end of this episode. It's not looking good. Yeah, he's he's done. Forget him. Write him off. But they're, they're showing more and more that Isabel doesn't really have a reason to stay here. You know, mm-hmm. she's got no convent. Sylvie wants to stay here with uh, her, her. you know, I don't know, the Iron Lady, if nothing else. And it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think they're making they're, they're trying to build out the roster because they're going to. I don't think I don't know that AMC has a plan for post Walking Dead. <laughs> I I feel like I they've had plans and none of them have hit the way they wanted them to. I mean, Daryl Dixon's getting a lot of positive buzz for what for what mm-hmm. it is, and maybe that's like you know, I mean, this this isn't 15 years ago. You know, they're not getting six seven million people watching The Walking Dead and, and, and Mad Men anymore. So maybe they're just happy to have a couple million people huddle around the dying embers of a zombie franchise. But right. yeah, I, I feel like the AMC like. You know, if you look at the ratings and some of their spinoffs, like they're just, they're just, they're just lashed themselves to this ship, man. What new characters, like core characters, are they creating here? Because I don't feel like Isabel's a core character. I think, I think they're I shaping mean, maybe her up to be a new core. Daryl's going to take her back to America with them because Daryl's yep. got to get back to America. There's no chance he dies in France or lives the rest of his life there. Yes, I think. Yeah, I think she, he brings her back to America because there's again she's strong enough character. I I don't feel any affinity to Isabel. Like really? I, I don't know why, but she just is a void in my heart. I don't know. Maybe it's leftover affection from the Harry Potter franchise. But I I think Isabel is a cool character that they've 
built up in a lot of interesting ways. Like, I think it was smart to give her almost an entire episode of backstory. And, like, I don't know why you do that on a six-episode mini. Because, like, mm-hmm. she's just, if she's just a warrior mom nun, you know, with no other dimensions, that's that's a pretty easy story to tell. But Yeah. No, I think they're definitely setting up her uh, character for future seasons. I do wonder if she's going to stick around beyond this show, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. like a Daryl, like a Rick, like a Michonne, like a Negan or Maggie. Those feel like the core characters, anybody who gets their own spinoff. Um, and even a Carol. But Probably relies a lot we'll on see. the audience reaction, too. If people go crazy for yeah. Isabel. And I, I feel like that she's been well-received. Um, what about like Pigeon she's Guy? The, opposite the of Pigeon Anna. Guy could have been that. He could have been the dude. <laughs> the breakout like character? Yeah. I'd watch a whole season of him communicating via Pigeon Radio. He's like a worse version of Eugene, honestly. Because <laughs> Eugene wouldn't, his many things, but he wouldn't lay his life down for a box full of pigeons. No. And he was fairly entertaining. I I don't know. Maybe Falu. Falu will become important later. We'll see. I do like Falu. I, he's, he's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabine talks excitedly to Isabel about her new boyfriend. She says she wants to stay in Paris, not because of him. No, no, no. Because of the community they're building. And they meet Aslan, the man with the boat. God, I love those long boats they got in like Europe and especially the UK, the canal boats. They're so fucking cool. Hmm. Yeah. What if you yeah. can import one of those to America? Or maybe I can buy sure. some because man, it seemed like it'd be a really good Great Lakes boat. Yeah, coastal, be, coastal. Uh, you okay. want to okay. yeah. yeah. just just, just steam across Lake or... Michigan and those things? But like, mm-hmm. I think that's what they're kind of designed for. They're just kind of like um, kind of RVs. You know, you're not really supposed to just yeah, drive them around. You kind of you kind of take them to the destinations and park them. So yeah, take them to Amsterdam. That's take right. Them to entertain one hannah waddingham uh-huh uh-huh you could do that on a, on a long boat you can uh laurent stares at his mom's photo while quinn meets with janae to negotiate for the american he wants a monet painting in exchange he claims he doesn't have laurent but he'll keep looking and when janae leaves anna is disappointed with the deal he made let's say quinn gives her a gun and says keep laurent safe while i wait for daryl to show up would she prefer the 20 bushels of corn? I felt like she loves I mean, corn. she clearly doesn't value the Monet and like the Monet is kind of literally worthless in the mm-hmm. zombie apocalypse, but 20 bushels of corn for to to find a very like the de- de- deliver you Daryl Dixon. Like a bushel's not even as big as a laundry basket. How much how that that seems like it's that seems like it's selling it seems like it's selling Daryl Dixon's life pretty cheaply. Yeah, yeah, one worthless painting. Give you a gallon of so she offers like a gallon of cider, twenty bushels of corn, or yes, this Monet. What wh- what do you think is going on from uh, Quinn's perspective? Is this his collecting bug? Uh. I don't I can't really read why he's doing this. I don't know if this is like some pining after the the art thief world that they were in before with Isabel, if this is all a symptom of that or if this is just like yeah, his thing. He collects art now. I, I don't know. I got to see more of him. 
I wonder if his men was like, he's already lost two guys in this quest. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like two dudes worth 20 bushels of corn, let alone a, a painting that your boss can just sit and admire. Uh, I don't know. At least he keeps them in the clubhouse where you can also admire them. You think uh, he's going to get any blowback from him lying to Janae about having the boy? Well, see, here's what I thought was going to happen. Rather than just let Laurent go, I thought Anna was going to tip tip her hand or tip his hand and let her know that, oh, he does actually have Laurent. Oh, yeah. That's, and this that's is the, the way to get back at him. And this is the scene where she says the whole reason I gave him that charm is so... You know, we could you could find him to give you get you the reward money. So God, like they do make an ex- oh my God. yeah they do make an explicit connection here. And yeah, she's like all about the reward money. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so I thought she would give the game away, but she doesn't, which is weird. It's a bizarre choice she makes in this episode. I guess that maybe not. She just wants to get rid of the competition for uh, affection and attention. Uh huh. And I think she kind of. Like I said, the first time she had a discussion with Laurent, I think she likes Laurent, and he's like saying, "Oh, you actually are a good person. You just don't want people to know it." And he's supposed to be the empath, so I, I guess yeah. we have to trust him. I, I, yeah. I do. I the show is telling me to trust that. So maybe shame on me, but I do. Uh, he does he have a thing for Monet's? Is that is it all about Monet's? He wants this Japanese footbridge painting, which I looked up. It's a pretty painting, but it's a lot like his other paintings. He's got several like this already. How many is enough? He's trying to collect the whole set. He wants all 185 Lily studies. He wants. I I don't know. Like I said, I it's it's a it's a quirky villain behavior, and I also wonder if because that's the thing of The Walking Dead. In my, in my mind, doing something like this would have your men starting to be. You know, it's not going to be a mutiny, but like it's the sign mm-hmm. of like, man, the boss really doesn't give a shit about us. Yeah. You know? <laughs> why are we fighting for this punk kid and you know uh, a, a, a shitty painting I don't know but I, I can't tell if they're because he's just like is he always this distracted Because or or maybe Good he's not question. distracted maybe he's just hyper focused on the thing but it's like he seems to be just doing this stuff at the it, like ignoring everything else mm-hmm. yeah he's he's a traitor and I guess he thinks that there are people out there who might want the things he's got because he has to get food. He has to get some supplies for his crew. He can't just be getting paintings all the time. True. Should have gone for that corn. Yep. Uh, I'm, I've taken in my notes to calling this guy that Daryl stabbed a whole bunch piglet. So don't be confused when I say Daryl and piglet make their way into the sewers as Falu and his crew launch a frontal attack on Quinn's fortress as cover. Uh, Piglet gets away from Daryl, injures himself, Daryl gets directions, leaves him to die, and then Emil gets shot in the legs so they retreat. Uh, but Daryl's made it into Quinn's club. Yeah, you got seven holes in you. You're going to run off in the catacombs alone, dude? I don't right. think so. In the, I don't think the so. the shit stream of Paris. I guess, I guess the shit stream has really died down. I guess, so few but people. still, that catacombs are not a hygiene. That is not a that. What do they call no. that? Uh, a septic. That is not an aseptic place to be. It's not where you want to be with no. open abdominal wounds. It this is guy's a probably dying anyway. Place to be. Um, I thought this was like, dare I say, smart tactics. Uh huh. 
like to do a full-on frontal assault that's like you know like pretty ballsy it's got improvised explosives molotov cocktails you know we see the guns are not really used a lot but they're like you know pouring it on uh, uh yeah I, I was actually impressed like i you know this is this the usually walking dead stuff just kind of smash and grab it's yeah. like one dude take, and then th- this actually they thought they thought about it a bit wow the last time they tried to do anything this ambitious tactically was the raid on Negan's outposts, and that went spectacularly wrong. And then they subverted it the other way, that Negan, uh-huh. you know, yeah. Yeah, so I, I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of into this. I thought that was a smart move. It made sense tactically. It all kind of worked out for them the way they wanted it to, so good on them. Yeah. Uh, then we go over to Laurent telling Anna that she's nice, but she doesn't want people to know it. And Daryl shows up to take Laurent, but Anna pulls a gun and then lets them both go. <laughs> Why even bother pulling the gun if you're just going to let him go anyway? To me, that I don't know if the I don't know is the if, if it's intentional, then I would say that that's trying to tell you that she is a little conflicted. Sure. Yeah. You know, that like defying that. Quinn is hard for her. Uh huh unscary but yeah that's the only thing i could figure no i i feel like it should be scary i don't know why but this quinn guy seems like a bad apple he's a bad apple like i said i think he'd be really effective at bullying women or children but like this next scene where he takes on daryl i was like if they have fucking hickey put up a fight against daryl dixon i'm going to say nah yeah. No way. No fucking way. And thank God they didn't. Daryl just kind of <laughs> handled this. He gets a lick in here or there, but. Sure. But man, when he bashes his head on that railing. Ooh, Ooh. And then punches him with the brass knuckles of his trench knife. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quinn realizes the frontal attack was a diversion. This is the scene where he fights Daryl. He goes to find Leroy, meets Daryl on the catwalk. They fight. Daryl gets the best of him, but he can't bring himself to kill Laurent's father right in front of him. Yeah. So he knocks him out instead and they leave. And Laurent, would you say reluctantly joins Daryl? He's conflicted yeah. a little bit about this. Yeah, I guess a little bit. I think he wants to get to know his father, right? Like who who is this guy that I've heard so much about that I now know is probably a fabrication. Oh yeah, like the, you were a foreign legionnaire and you're a national hero <laughs> right. to France, and you died in the zombie resistance. Like, yeah, I could see him wondering if any of that is true. Was there because yeah. you know, like, what he knows about his father so far? So he used to pal around with his mom, his aunt, two of his favorite people. You'd think, and he's given him some tasty candy, and he's got a girlfriend who's a decent person. None of he those kn- things are he terrible. He understands all the fucked up relationship dynamics too, though. He's like. Oh yeah, you cheated on my aunt with my mom, and that's how I was born. Like he knows about all that. So yeah, I I don't know. I mean he he knows that this guy isn't a good guy, right? But it's his dad, so yeah, there's that temptation. That's that's tough. Although they just met, that's the other thing that mm-hmm. um I don't I don't know how you score the father son bond on on something like that. I feel like but, they're playing um, that pretty well. Like, he's mm-hmm. not just immediately, oh, this is my father, I have to stick by his side. He, he's, kind, he's kind of, yeah, just reluctantly making all the right calls here. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but, like, I also, I, I feel like they built this catwalk in the club just so they can have Daryl yes. and Quinn sprint at each other. And, man, I just went through a war... I, I, 
when I saw they, them setting this up, because uh, I thought Daryl just get away. As soon as he says, oh, it's a diversion, he'd just come back. And I thought he was just going to open the room and it, there'd be maybe confrontation with Anna. Like, how could you let him escape? But like mm-hmm. when he opens the door and dares Daryl across a fucking drawbridge, I'm like, <laughs> no shot does this guy stand a chance against Daryl. No yeah. shot. No, he got off easy for sure. Yeah, he really out. did. Because I, I agree. I, Daryl was going to stab him right in the fucking throat. And then mm-hmm. he saw Laurent there watching him. So, All right. Man, I've been waiting all episode to talk about this next scene. Emil and Falu arrive at the boat to wait for Daryl and Laurent. And they, they both show up. And then Daryl says, that's it. I'm out. I did my job. And Isabel says... <laughs> You did your job, yes, but I got to stay with Quinn in order to get everyone out of the city safely. And Laurent says a tearful goodbye to everyone, and Daryl and Laurent leave on the boat. I I cannot believe the callous nature with which Isabel treats Daryl's life here. Isabel sends him into the heart of darkness here to get Laurent out when she knew damn well... She was just going to turn herself over anyway as a way to get them out of the city. Could she not have just gone to Quinn herself and says, I will stay with you if you let Laurent and my friends go and save Daryl the opportunity to get himself killed? Well, I mean, it's, it, I did she not want to do that? And Daryl's the one that blew up that negotiation, number one. Number two, I think you're supposed to understand is that the Janae encircling the city and, and like, clo- like, closing down the city specifically look for Laurent is a new development from the time they play in the raid to now like for like Daryl taking too long uh or this whole time taking too long is like is like now they're they got a situation where she but I so I will say that I think this is muddled ass storytelling because I I, the first time I watched this I'm like wait did Daryl agree to do this or is he just going home or is he just kind of say well this sucks but good luck Mm -hmm. um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I To me, I, th- I think they're telling a story of like she realizes that you need to go to Laurent to make sure he's safe. And I'm going to go back and convince Quinn to use whatever strings. he. But like what strings can he possibly pull? Janae is like With intent Janae, on I... getting this dude. Does he got a soldier that's like, yeah, I defy Janae for a pack of smokes. I mean, it's one thing yeah. if you're like just kind of like got like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got a kickback going for overlooking this or that. But usually this is the point where the godfather tries to, bri- to bribe the cop and the cop's like, I don't know what to tell you. The mayor's breathing down the the, the captain's neck and the mm. commissioner's eating asses for breakfast. And uh, I got a, you know, I, 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 I got a job to think, you know, it's like that's I, I don't know. It's like, well, what the fuck do you think Quinn's going to do? He runs a fucking nightclub in Paris. Yeah. yeah. As far as I can tell, Janae controls France. From the south to the uh, fucking northern tip. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's a little unbelievable that he could do anything. And maybe there's a guy who collects Picassos who's got a few to trade, and she does not consider that degenerate art. I don't know, but yeah. I would think if anything, Picasso is even more degenerate. Yeah, by her standards, for sure. Like, yeah. maybe he can swap it for, like, one of those fucking white Roman statues. Well, I bet, which I bet Janae would go nuts over that. Yeah, she probably would. Unless the dick is snapped off, like most of them are, and then 
Not interested. Let's save her the time putting a fig leaf on it. Honestly, <laughs> the only way you can prove the classical art is to snap uh, off all right. the dicks I, and nips. I don't know. And and Isabel's like, oh yeah, I will go be with Quinn until I know you guys are safe, and then I'll try and figure out a way back. She'll never know if they're safe. They could murder all of them going down the the, the stream here, and she would never fucking know. Quinn would tell her, yeah, they're totally safe. Right. And they'd all be dead at the bottom of the river. But there's also the, she seems supremely confident that, like, I escaped this dude's clutches once, I can do it again. But I... I guess. Yeah. I, I yeah. Not, but <sighs> I, I'm still not sure why. For the annual <laughs> bohemian picnic, she's going to steal the car and leave him stranded? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not, like, I, I, I don't really understand why Quinn has this fixation on her. You know, like, is she the one that got away? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that while he was sleeping with her sister. Yeah, she got away. Uh-huh. Literally. It, yeah, it's super sister. fucking weird, man. I, I don't know what his hang up with her is either. And that's like, I, if anything, I think she I think she's misreading the situation. Maybe he wants revenge or but I don't know. Maybe he actually does want. Hey, I, I would like uh, my son to be here with me and he would feel much more comfortable with his aunt there. So QED, maybe it's just as simple as that, but I don't think he wants her romantically. Hey, don't shamble away. We'll be right back. The hungry ones will feast. We're back the watching dead. Yeah, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if yeah, that's the other thing. It's like does does he ever want anyone romantically or is he just collecting things, you know? Yeah, and I've seen other shows do this, like Switcheroo, where a character goes in and does something they think is important, and then another character nullifies that with the decision that they make, but they in good shows they have to make that decision. They're, everything mm. about them compels them to make that decision. I'm thinking of like, you know, the, I, I fucked Ted stuff and Breaking Bad and Crawl Space. And like, the, 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 there's so many things where one character thwarts another incidentally. And and all of that just feels so perfect and natural. And here it's like, I'm, I'm not even sure I understand why or what decisions are being made. Yeah. And again, I, if this felt like, I don't know, there, there, I, I felt like there was some pretty deep, or there's just some pretty puzzling cuts and edits, and whether they had to cut a bunch of stuff in this episode to make room for the stunts, or the, I, I don't know, but it, it felt like there's just a few things maybe missing from the equation too that we just that they just didn't quite get across onto the screen. Maybe that makes it a little uh, extra confusing. And then at the end of the episode, Isabel does go to Quinn. And I guess we'll kind of see what that looks like next time. That's the other thing. It's like, man, they didn't give us nothing. Like, Quinn gives her this dead thousand-yard stare. She's got the dead. That's kind of her resting face at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the only one who's still giving me anything is Anna who's just playing the torch-carrying lounge singer, just seething, walking down the staircase, seething at the, the old girl coming back. I mean, we'll he got what he wanted, right? I don't, I don't think he ever really wanted a relationship with his son. That's the weird thing. Like he really? talks a big game about that, but that's I never the only felt thing that it. makes that's the only thing that makes sense to me that he has in some weird way. Like this is his legacy, and 
that you Maybe? know the yeah I because like I yeah why I don't understand why he would other than to torment her and get revenge on her why he would want Isabel back in life but maybe that maybe that's what he wants to do he just wants to I mean, kind he's of got you know ruin her able life. and willing legacy bearers trying to bang him at every turn I don't know why he doesn't just create a new legacy forge a new path man I don't know. why why would you why would you trade why would you uh try to capture Daryl Dixon and trade him for <laughs> Monet you know the man's crazy True. crazy but that's it that's the end of the episode all right let's get with the feedback twd at baldmove.com is how you send this feedback we got an email spotlight on Seawell's says i disagree with your idea that this show isn't aping the last of us they're definitely biting it it's like me seeing home improvements episode where tim allen finally constructs his entire hot rod and the thing is badass i can get up and try to do the same and have some plywood on wheels it's still my hot rod but i'm terrible at it just like the walking dead borrowing from the last of us of course they want you to feel the father-son relationship between daryl and that little shit kid but they don't know how to do it this is an exact copy. The problem is The Walking Dead is a copy like Cleon, the 17th Clonan Foundation. Or is it the 16th? The genetic drift is set in so deep uh, that Cleon looks like Tommy Lee Jones. The show is also boring. It's too bad I love the podcast so much. Me and my girl just sit through complaining about it. Keep it up. Love you guys. Yeah. I mean, maybe I spoke because like, I... I, I'm not denying the comparison. I would be a crazy person. But to your to your Cleon example, at what point does Tommy Lee Jones not resemble Lee Pace enough that when you see them walk down the street, you don't be like, oh, that's the emperor. You think that's fucking craggy Tommy Lee Jones. And I, honest to God, like I said, obviously the, the similarities are there. It's just... I, I, when I watch the show, I'm not thinking The Last of Us. Yeah, I really yeah. am not because there's yeah you can't you can't judge the the emotions that way you know. Um, no, it's I'm like if it like, doesn't cross my mind really. Yeah, it's like if if I had a roast beef sandwich at Arby's and I'm like oh, I got a roast beef sandwich at Arby's. Someone asked me what I eat. I'm like, oh, I got a roast beef. If I went and like I don't know Gordon Ramsay personally cooked me like a roast beef his take on a roast beef sandwich there's a roast beef sandwich it's like you know he's it's it's he baked the bread fresh and he's he picked the bread and it's 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 the fucking i don't know what all you do to roast beef to make it like uh slow uh, three michelin star you slow bleed the cow you do yeah. all the things and, and, and someone asked me what i had for lunch that day and if i said i had roast beef sandwich that would not that's no no i didn't <laughs> no i didn't that would be misleading people right that would be think I, mm. I, I'm giving that person impression that I just had a fucking beef and cheddar at Arby's or some shit like that and I had a, an experience that's how I feel like it's like this this is a roast beef sandwich you know it's got all the same ingredients okay. it's just this this is the, the 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 last of us just elevated it so much you know mm-hmm. it's pretty simple I mean it's a pretty simple ass story you know yeah it's, it's core definitely Mm-hmm. I don't know about the roast so. beef analogy, but I, t- I definitely feel you when you say you're not watching this show thinking about The Last of Us. I even don't. Though it's a like, zombie I show, never... Even though there's a kid and an old grizzled guy, it does not cross my mind ever while watching this show. Like Even, even what Seawell says, it's like, of course they want you to feel the father-son relationship between Daryl and the little shit kid. Do they? Is that something they're trying to get me to feel? Because... I mean, kind of, but in their Walking Dead way. Which is very different from the Last of Us way. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, the big dist of it's it's just an act of cowardice to have Isabel here. Hmm. You know, that like the character of Daryl cannot believably bond with this child in six episodes. It's just it's just yeah. I mean, because I'm thinking of like imagine The Last of Us and Tess had survived. You know, it's not it's not it's not nearly the same show, right? Uh, so it's like I I think that they they kind of fucked up the chemistry by having a rather than taking two people who are very different. I mean, I think that's I think I just kind of backed into it. They it, they fucked up the chemistry, and that's all. The Last of Us, like in The Last mm-hmm. of Us, you had Joel and Ellie having to learn to trust and live with each other, right? Because there's no one else there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Here, like, fuck if Sylvie dies or Isabel dies or Asterix dies or there, like, there's f- four other adults and a, a mule, you know, uh, you, you <laughs> to, to to take care of this kid. So it's like there's just yeah mm-hmm. it, it's 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 the same thing like a, a fucking chevy nova is the same as a i don't know c8 corvette is that the latest or they are up to c9s now i don't know couldn't tell you they'll have four wheels they have steering wheels mm-hmm. engines and transmissions but they're very different experiences that's gonna do it for feedback this week uh twd at baldmove.com if you got something to say about our favorite backwoods squirrel wrangler uh his show or our coverage of same you can also follow us along with everything else we're doing just getting uh, loki ginned up this week very excited about that fargo's not too far away you can find out all the things we're doing each and every week on our social medias at bald move everywhere except for tiktok we're at baldest move there finally if you like what we're you're hearing you want more of it you want ad free feeds you want to support the bald move experience keeping us <laughs> covering the most relevant zombie shows on today uh, support.baldmove.com is where you want to go to get all those things taken care of. That's it for Daryl Dixon this week. Until next time, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya. See ya.